Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. There's a high fly ball from KMOX Sports. That's it deep to left field, and it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. There's a moment for you. Welcome to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. In the driving jam time. The Billikens win this one. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. Comeback pattern caught. Touchdown, Kansas City. Now, sports on a Sunday morning on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Back on the show, it's 11.07. We'll have our NFL picks and a little fantasy tip for you from Lauren Lovett momentarily. John Mosellock, the Cardinals president of baseball operations, will be with us at 11.30. And then at 11.45, we'll circle back to football and take a look at the day in college football and anticipate Tuesday's college football playoff rankings and which teams are contenders beyond the four. The big four, I think, are pretty easy to figure out. But beyond that, will things shift? I'm pretty sure they will. You'll be surprised. And some big games coming up, too, that are going to affect that top four. We'll find out. But right now, we're going to get into some NFL. And our thanks last hour, first of all, to Travis Ford. The SLU basketball coach was terrific, as always. Mark Schreiber and the Musial Awards at 1045. If you want to listen to any of that, including our great interview with Mike Claiborne. Boy, I'm just so excited. Excited for him. Uh, he's a Missouri Sports Hall of Famer as of this afternoon when he goes in officially. The enshrinement is taking place at the Chase Park Plaza, and they are going to have someday today great class of 2021 going into the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame. Aaron Rodgers has been activated from the reserve COVID-19 list. He was in the news every single day this past week, and the move clears the way for the reigning MVP to make his return against the Seahawks. He participated virtually in team meetings this week while backup Jordan Love got all the first-team reps in practice. So Rodgers hasn't practiced. That's not going to matter. The 37-year-old just walks right in and gets uh, himself under center today, I would imagine, as the Packers take on the Seahawks. That game doesn't start until 325. That's a game 
a little bit later today. In the meantime, Ben Roethlisberger has been placed on the COVID-19 list. He's going to miss the Steelers game today against the Lions. Mason Rudolph, the likely starter for the Steelers, they've won four straight games. The Rams have lost a cornerstone of their offense. Receiver Robert Woods out for the season after tearing a knee ligament in practice on Friday. And the Titans have placed seven-time Pro Bowl wide receiver Julio Jones on injured reserve. He hurt a hamstring in practice. Sam Huff, the hard-hitting linebacker of the New York Giants. Six NFL title games from the mid-1950s to the early 1960s has passed away. He became a popular player and announcer in Washington. Sam Huff died Saturday of natural causes, according to his family's attorney. He was 87. Boy, what a player. Hall of Fame linebacker. The Giants reached six NFL title games. Uh, He was absolutely terrific. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, our NFL picks with Lauren Lovett on KMOX. High fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. And a key block. By the left guard, Tom Ackerman. And right here, let's go downstairs to Bonnie. Marv, if you remember that uh, big run Robert Holcomb had on the first drive, one of the guys responsible on help busting him loose was Tom Ackerman. Tom Ackerman up front, and this is a unit that has played very well. A good night for Eddie George. 21 carries, 74 yards. The left guard, Tom Ackerman, with the block that, that set him free. It's a first down. It is that time. Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. Time to make our NFL picks. Lauren Lovett joins me once again. And what a season this has been. You and I have gone head-to-head for uh, every single week. And we've picked the game straight up. This is week 10 in the NFL. And after all that, I am up four games on you. I'm 81-43, and Lauren, after going 8-5 and last week. You went six and seven last week. That was a big, important win for me. You are 77 and 47. Your thoughts? My thoughts is that we know that the NFL is so hard to predict, and I believe in that saying any given Sunday. But week nine gave new meaning, I think, to that term. Aside from the Baltimore Ravens, who beat the Vikings in overtime, every team that lost in the early slate of Sunday's game entered in week nine with a better record than their opponents. So last week was just mind-blowing for me. Yeah, it was. I know uh, it turned out well for you. My mind was blown. I had to have the Titans over the Rams. That was an emotional pick for me. You kind of uh, encouraged me to I do that. It. I did. I did. I take the blame. You did. I was very excited about that. And the Titans really just were more physical. I mean, that was really the story of that okay. game. I mean, they their line is so good, and they kind of bullied the Rams in that game. And then the other key was I had the Giants winning. And that was a huge, huge win for me also. But anyway, that was last week, and this is this week. And here we go with our picks for Week 10. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's open things up. We'll we'll trade back and forth as we did last time. Who goes first? I'll start. Atlanta at Dallas. I think a potentially high-scoring game here. Uh, I really do. I am going to go Cowboys at home, although I do think this is going to be a shootout. Lauren, who do you like here? 
Um, no, I agree. I think this is going to be a very close game today. After losing badly to the Broncos last week, I don't think the Cowboys will let that happen again. I think we'll see Dak look more like himself playing against a bad pass rush in secondary. I, the Falcons have been playing competitively for sure. I do feel like Matt Ryan's connection with Kyle Pitts has been off for the last few weeks. Uh, I, I agree. I think that um, the Cowboys will take take it at home today. I'm going to take them, but I do think it will be a close game. I do too. New Orleans at Tennessee. Here are those Titans that uh, did me a favor last week, and I like them again here, Lauren. Uh, actually, you're supposed to go here, but I'll, I'll, I jumped ahead of you. Maybe we'll go two and two. New Orleans at Tennessee. I'm going to go Titans at home for that noon game, Lauren. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, they have, they have always come through for you. I mean, Derek Henry is still out for the Titans, but like you said, even without him last week, they trounced the Rams 28 to 16. Although I think that loss had more to do with the performance by the Rams and the performance by the Titans. I don't think the Titans D line will dominate the Saints O line like they did against the Rams. They are also without Julio Jones. New Orleans has had a three-game winning streak broken with that 27, I believe, 25 loss to the Falcons. Yes, they're still without Jameis, no Camara this week, and even possibly next. But I think their defense is playing well enough to win the game. I think their talented secondary is going to rebound after a poor outing last week. I'm going to take the Saints on the road today. The shock of the week last week was Jacksonville beating Buffalo. Where the heck did that come from? The Jaguars Uh, visit the Colts today at noon, Lauren. Who do you like there? Yeah, the Jaguars' defense played amazingly well last week, holding Buffalo to six points. Definitely one of those head-scratcher games. Holding Josh Allen and the Bills to nine points just doesn't add up. But they did it. Um, the Jaguars possess the worst defense in the league in terms of sufficiency before playing the Bills last week. I don't expect to see them win many more games. Um, the Colts beating the Jets last week wasn't an extreme confidence builder, but they've won three of their last four meetings. I am going to take Indy at home today. Yeah, I like the Colts as well. Cleveland at New England. Oh, boy. Your Patriots Fine. taking on the Browns and a pair of five and four teams. Lauren, who do you like? I cannot wait for this game. This is the week 10 game. Uh, You know, this is the game of the week for this girl. Patriots are back home for their first time in three weeks after getting two wins on their road. Their defense is playing solid, as is their offense. The Patriots don't have Damian Harris due to a concussion, and I think that's a huge loss for them. They do have Ramondre Stevenson back, which he should be, which is great news for them. You know I wanted to take the Patriots here, as always, but I think Cleveland has more to prove and more to lose in this game, and I just think they're a little more talented overall, so... I'm going to take the Browns and my home team today, but I do think this will be a shootout. Wow. Uh, I'm going to go with your team. I, I'm going to you surprise are. you here. I'm going to take the okay. Patriots at home today against the Cleveland Browns. I think this is going to be an absolute battle, and I think the Patriots are going to find a way to win this game. Uh, Buffalo at the Jets. I have to think that I feel a little sorry for the Jets today, just a little. The Buffalo Bills are not going to lose this game, Lauren. They're going to go in and win big. Oh, yeah. I mean, the issues they had last week cannot continue into week 10. Uh, who would have thought the Bills would lose back-to-back weekends to the Jags and the Jets? Um, I just think they didn't take the Jags as seriously as they should have, and they won't make that mistake again this week. Um, the Jets were able to make some plays and score points with Mike White. However, their defense is still pretty bad. No team is allowing more points uh, per game this season than the Jets were before last Sunday's game. I'm going to take the Bills on the road today. The Detroit Lions haven't won a game yet. They've played tough, though, and they visit Pittsburgh today. Steelers don't have Ben Roethlisberger. He's on the COVID-19 list. I'm very tempted to take the Lions in this game, but I'm not going to. The Steelers' running attack will be too much. I think they'll rely on the run and get the job done. Steelers win today. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I I wanted to take the Lions here today, too, but the Pittsburgh defensive front is keeping them games, and they're making enough plays to 
offensively to win. Ben is out, but he's been one of the worst performing quarterbacks in the NFL this season. So even though he's on the COVID list, I don't think that Mason Rudolph's starting is reason enough to not take the Steelers to win at home. Although I'm personally not a fan of Mason Rudolph. So in spite of that, in spite of him, I almost want to take the Lions, but I think the Steelers are going to get it. Tampa Bay at Washington. Tom Brady goes to D.C. Who do you like in this game? Lauren Lovett. Well, both of these teams are coming off of a bye. Washington continues to disappoint week after week. Uh, Washington is healthier and seems to be more competitive offensively. Terry McLaurin is outstanding, but he does not have a quarterback that consistently can get him the ball on time or with accuracy. Um, the Bucks are without Antonio Brown and Gronkowski, but I still think Tom Brady and the Bucks will come to Washington and win big. I am taking Tampa Bay. I've got the Bucks as well. Carolina at Arizona. The Cardinals very pessimistic about the availability of Kyler Murray. Cam Newton is back with Carolina. That's an exciting story, but I like Arizona in this game. What about you? Yeah, uh, last week Arizona proved that whether Kyler Murray or DeAndre Hopkins play, they can still win running the ball and spreading the ball around in the passing game. The Panthers are in a tough spot right now. Like you said, I think it's awesome. They re-signed ex-Patriot Cam Newton, and he's getting another shot. Um T.J. Walker will still start today despite Cam signing. I just don't have a lot of faith in Carolina. They have some great weapons, but like I said, they just kind of continue to disappoint week after week. I'm going to take Arizona at home today. Minnesota at the Chargers is an interesting game. I think there's potential for some scoring in this one as well. Who do you like in that game? Um, Minnesota secondary is awful, and their pass rush is limited. I, I've heard a lot about Vikings fans wearing T-shirts saying, and I quote, we almost always win. <laughs> <laughs> that isn't the truth for that team. I don't know what else to say, but I expect Herbert to run all over them with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. I'm going to take the Bolts at home today. Yeah, I, you know, the Chargers don't defend the run very well, but that said, I think they can make up for it with some scoring, and I've got the Chargers as well in this game. Philadelphia at Denver, a couple of teams that could really use a win, especially the Eagles, who are falling here at 3-6. and six. But I got the Broncos at home, Lauren. Who do you like? Yeah, I mean, the Broncos dominated the Cowboys last week, um, but I think playing at home against an Eagles team isn't in the same category. Um, the Broncos' run defense was solid. Their offense looked pretty explosive last week. I am going to take Denver today. Seattle at Green Bay. This is the return of Aaron Rodgers expected to start today at 325 against the Seattle Seahawks' Lambeau Field. What do you think, Lauren Lovett? Well, this is another awesome game. Russell Wilson is back for the Seahawks today. Aaron Rodgers should be back as well. I think the Packers will feature plenty of uh, Aaron Jones against a weak run defense. I think it's going to be an awesome game. Um, I ultimately think Green Bay is going to come up with a win today. I'm going to take the pack at home. I'm going to go with the pack as well. Sunday night football on KMOX, the Chiefs at the Raiders. Wow, this is going to be some game tonight, and the Chiefs just don't look right. They don't look like themselves. Patrick Mahomes doesn't look like himself. Chiefs fans have been partying in Vegas for the last several days. It's going to be a blast. Uh, I'm going Chiefs in this game. I think Chiefs win on the road, Lauren. You know, this one, I actually, this was a coin flip for me. I'm not even kidding. I was, and it was actually what I was going to go with. I decided to go with the Raiders. I mean, the Chiefs were able to get the win over the Packers last week, but they still didn't look great on offense. They looked a little better defensively. Um, both of these teams need this win. I don't know. I just, I think I'm tired of saying week after week, Mahomes is going to look more like himself this week. This is the week they're going to get back on track. If Clyde Edwards Hilaire had been back, I would have been more tempted to take them because he's only had Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, who both been so far. I think they're missing having a solid route running, running back. And they still won't have that this week. 
I don't know. I've just I've been too disappointed. I, I'm going to take I'm going to take the Raiders today and see if they can come up with a win. Monday night My football Rams at 49ers. Monday night football man. Uh, the Rams have been all over the news with the acquisition of Odell Beckham, uh, but they also have been dealt a blow as Robert Woods, their wide receiver, is out for the season. Okay. He tore his ACL. What do you think here, Rams at 49ers? Well, they're both coming off the losses from last week. The Rams got destroyed by the Titans, and the 49ers were completely embarrassed by the Cardinals at home. This is a huge game for both of these teams. Um, like you said, the signing of Odell Beckham went from being a luxury to a uh, to a necessity with Robert Woods being out. Um, so that's huge. But um, Jimmy G's played better in recent weeks, but it hasn't translated into wins for the 49ers. I see Matt Stafford bouncing back big this week. I expect the Rams to come away with the win in prime time Monday night, taking them. You know, I hate to say it, but I'm going to agree with you here. I'm going to go Rams in this game as well. I just think they'll put too much heat on the 49ers. I just don't believe in the 49ers right now. I picked them last week against Arizona, too, and I was wrong. Um, I think you did, too. I, I, yeah, I, I did. I, I'm going to go Rams in this game, too, as much as I hate to do it. What's your fantasy tip of the week, Lauren Lovett? I think, until proven otherwise, I think Cole Beasley has to be considered one of the best values in DFS PPR football. He is an absolute target monster, and he's always undervalued. He's only $6,100. I think he's definitely worth a start in Week 10 against the New York Jets. I think he'll be looking to bounce back from a quiet Week 9 and put up some big numbers. That's a good tip. It's always great to catch up with you. Thanks for the visit. Good luck this week. Thanks. Lauren Lovett with our NFL picks. I'm Tom Ackerman. John Mosellock of the Cardinals joins us next on KMOX. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City! On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. It's 11.30 on Sports on a Sunday morning. Tom Ackerman with you, rejoined by John Mosellock, the Cardinals president of baseball operations. This is his time slot on Sunday mornings, and it's always great to chat with him. It's been a while since we had you on. A lot has happened. A lot has happened uh, since then. How are you, Mo? Yeah, it has been a while, and yes, a lot has happened. Um, yeah, it's been a crazy... Uh, Five weeks or so, but uh, here we are, uh, just getting back from the general manager meetings, and you know, obviously, uh, we know there's a lot of work to do, and and so using last week to just sort of get a sense of where things are at was uh, important for our organization, and you know, now I think we'll uh, begin our off-season strategy and see where that takes us. Absolutely, Carlsbad was the location of the GM meetings, and that's really a time for all of you to get together and you never know what, what comes out of that, but I'm sure it's very informational and good to catch up with everybody. It is. And it was nice just to see everybody. Um, we haven't, uh, really been together as a group for two years. So that was, uh, it was nice and welcoming. And, uh, you know, I think everybody's just looking forward to maybe some normalcy and, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, as uh, we look to the off season, in the Cardinals' case, we do have a lot of optimism. We feel pretty good about how we finished up, and uh, you know we think we have a lot of really strong pieces in place that uh, should bode very well for 2022 and beyond. I mean, you look at the Arizona Fall League. Hello, I mean, th- there's some players down there wearing the Cardinals' uh, uniform, and. That, I'm sure, has been very satisfying for you. That It takes a lot of work to scout, to develop, 
to draft and to, to put these players together. And uh, here's one that jumps out at me. It's got my attention. Brendan Donovan. I don't know that enough has been said about that young man. Number 17 on the MLB pipeline prospects list uh, is putting together quite a fall, John Mosellock. Yeah, I, I think you're right. He, he, his name just does not get um, a, a lot of attention, but I will tell you internally, he is somebody that we talk a lot about. Um, we just really feel like he gives you so much flexibility because he can basically play anywhere in the infield. But from an offensive standpoint, we're certainly excited about what we're seeing. So, you know, it's always tough when you get somebody that you, you drafted, you know, 17, 18, somewhere in there. And then, you know, he played 19, lost 20. And here we are in 21 realizing that, you know, this guy might be pretty good. So um, very encouraged with what we're seeing um, from him this past year and specifically how well he's played in the fall league. Yeah, he has some big-time power. When when he connects, it goes, and so does Juan Yepes. And I, I don't think that's any surprise to anybody, uh, considering that the Cardinals had him on their postseason roster. I mean, you had a, an opportunity there, he did, uh, to possibly see some time there. I love watching tape of him. I don't want to compare him to anybody. I, I just like to watch his swing. He just has such a big league look to him. You know what I mean? At the plate when, when he makes contact, I, I love his swing, John. Well, he's a good hitter and a, another young man that, you know, unfortunately did not get any exposure because of the pandemic. And so, you know, obviously this past year he had an outstanding season at, uh, at Memphis. We're very excited about what we're seeing from him and, you know, ultimately, just allow him to keep playing. But another young guy that, that does also give you some flexibility He's more of someone that you can prof- profile out to, to the corners. Um, you know, defensively, he's still working on things, but you know, uh, from a swing standpoint, there's a lot to like. So yeah, very bullish on him as well. And then there's Nolan Gorman of co- of course he gets a lot of ink still listed uh, in a lot of those rankings as a second baseman and a third baseman. But as you all know, He's seen a lot of time at second base, and John Mosellock, he's worked very hard at it. At it, I mean, from what I hear, there's a lot of time that goes into that, and that we, I know a lot of attention gets paid to his bat, and it should, but the fact that this young man has put in the time to do what you've asked him to do says a lot about him. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, you, you know, I think the thing that we're most impressed with was just his his conversion or seamless transfer over to second base. Um, as many of you know, we drafted him as a third baseman, but subsequently traded for Nolan Arenado last year. And now I think Nolan Gorman ultimately is going to get the opportunity at second at some point. But just being able to cross over on the diamond and do it so seamlessly, I was speaking with uh, Gary LaRock and, and uh, Jose Okendo recently about it, and they were just you know, really excited about how well he's been able to do that. And, you know, I asked a very simple question. You, you guys think he can be an average defender? And Okendo said, I think, I think he'll be above average defender, which, you know, that was to my surprise. So that's really encouraging. Obviously, uh, you got to play the game. you got to keep developing. But guy works really hard, and uh, you know, we're excited about what we're seeing. It's really great to hear from Okendo, for sure. He He would know. And that's nice to hear. And I, I mean, you and I could spend, I could spend an hour talking about prospects with you. You have a, a really nice look right now down there. And who knows what's to come. It reminds me a little bit 
of the Memphis Mafia. I'm getting Memphis Mafia feelings again. Back uh, 10 years ago, we all saw that come to fruition when the Cardinals won the world championship. There were a lot of them there, and one of them was Skip Schumacher. And I know that you have not finalized or announced this coaching staff yet, and that will come, but what can you tell us about the Skip Schumacher as bench coach move by the St. Louis Cardinals? Yeah, I hadn't read that yet. Um, you know, it's sort of funny how, like, in our business, you, th- there's reasons why we try to keep things quiet for a while. And it's no different than any other company. Like, when you go to get a job, you have, like, a normal onboarding. And so there's there's simple requirements that we have to do that just take time. But unfortunately, we, we can't always keep these things quiet um, until we're really prepared to uh, make that announcement. But so this this secret is out. But, yeah, obviously uh, we're going to bring back Skip Schumacher as our bench coach. Thrilled about that. I just feel like, uh, you know, when you look at trying to play somebody with Ollie, having someone that has some some bench experience, but also some a lot of major league experience, not only as a player, but on the, on the coaching side, I just think will be a great resource for, for Ollie moving forward. And so when we were looking to identify – a bench coach. He was the one of the first people that that came to mind. And you know, candidly, even when we had the the managerial opening, it was something that I was thinking about. So, you know, overall, I think it's just uh, uh, someone that's going to pair very well with Ollie, and uh, just excited to have him come back. Yeah, it's exciting. I know for everybody involved, and even though he's been with the Padres, it always felt like he was still with this family because of his love for the Cardinals organization. Uh, there's no question. Then you know, I would anticipate that coaching staff gets announced fairly soon. John, I mean, I know there's still uh, one piece uh, to that puzzle, right? I'm, I'm hopeful. Um, obviously, there's some things that, that we still need to do, but ideally I'd, I'd like to see that by sometime this week for sure. And Ollie Marmel is a, a bright young manager, but he's been around this game for a while, and I know that – uh, you've spoken already as much as you can about the managerial move that you had to make. I know that both sides, it appeared to me, attempted to take the high road, and, and sometimes that's not easy to do, but it did happen. Um, and at the same time, you had Ollie there, and I'm sure that made it uh, in some ways, um, it's never easy, but but easier because you knew that you had somebody of his stature. Uh, he has a great relationship with so many people down in that dugout, but also with you in the front office. Ali Marmel, as manager of the Cardinals, seems like a very, very positive vibe right now with all of you. Look, we have a, a positive relationship. There's no doubt about it. Um, I think, you know, most importantly, I think the players respect him. I think the staff respects him. And, you know, they're ready to uh, to allow him to lead and, and to let him take this club over as manager. And so, you know, obviously we, we're kind of in the infancy stages of all this, excuse me, but we're, 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 you know, just excited about uh, turning it over to him. And I know, you know, he's, he's really looking forward to this opportunity. And I've said this publicly uh, recently that, you know, I always knew Ollie would manage in the big leagues. I didn't know it maybe it would be quite this quickly, but, but here we are. And, and so, you know, he's, uh, he's really excited about, this club and, and, and about the coaches he's working with. And, and as I mentioned, with Schumacher being at it and, you know, ultimately these guys are ready to hit the ground running and, and uh, off season is, is sometimes a, a time where people think coaches just, uh, 
return to their homes, don't think about baseball for a few months, and then ultimately show up in spring training. But I assure you this group is going to be working hard and, and preparing hard for uh, for this upcoming season. I've really had some great conversations with Ali on the side about baseball, but also about life. And I just really like him as a person. And I really look forward to that relationship as well. And boy, does he have a team. I mean, what in the six gold glove finalists, five of them get it. And Yachty isn't one of them. And we all know how good Yachty or Molina is. And then Nolan Arenado with his fifth straight platinum glove. I mean, it is just amazing to, to know what he's done. But also this team, and in particular, the first for Tommy Edmond and Harrison Bader. What an accomplishment by your gold glovers and your team, John Mozeliak. Yeah, it was, I don't think, surprising. I think all of us that, that watched our team play all, all season, you know, the one thing you could sort of always count on was our defense. So that was uh, not unexpected. I feel like... Uh, you know, it's a, it's a, well, obviously it's historic, but it's just an amazing honor, and I think it just shows you, you know, the pride these guys take in their jobs. Because usually, excelling at defense is something that is about your positioning, so that's you know working with coaches, but it's also about practice, and it's about making sure that 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 practice and preparation leads to the type of success you saw. And I think it's an amazing compliment to this group. I sort of think we won 5.5 gold gloves because you know, Yachty being a finalist. And, um, but I think it's, you know, it, what it does is it shows you the importance of, of what we work on at the minor leagues. Cause now our players at the minor leagues see what's happening up here and they know to get here that defense matters. You have a really good one in Dylan Carlson out in right field also. And he is a finalist for rookie of the year. In fact, every position uh, you have someone that has been a Gold Glove finalist. Inclu- well, you have, you have a great defensive player, and you have a great Gold Glove finalist actually at shortstop in Paul DeYoung. And, you know, I know that the free agent class is big at shortstop, and I know that you're aware of that as well, but uh, you've had now two players in this last year in Edmundo Sosa and Paul DeYoung who have given you some very good defense. I, I just wanted to get your thoughts on Paul and his offense and what it will take for him to get back. Cause we've seen it. Uh, we, we've seen him hit 30 bombs. We've seen him hit uh, in clutch situations. You know, I think in, in, in Paulie's case, it, it's a bit unfair how he's being judged. And, 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 and part of that is because, you know, I don't think we really give him credit for, well, I shouldn't say credit, but recognizing his injury this past year. And when you, when you think back to a hitter that, that, breaks a couple ribs and then, you know, it, it adversely affects your swing. I mean, there's just no way around it. So, you know, ultimately I, I think back to, uh, you know, 2019, he's a middle of the order hitter for the St. Louis Cardinals 2020. It's, it's, it's hard to read too much into a COVID um, environment. And then this year he had the injury. So I just would ask, you know, our, you know, our fans to just be patient with him. And um, I, I can't imagine that he can't get back to where he is. He's still only 28 years old. He was an all-star um, for us. We think there's still a lot of upside in him. And I think the most important thing for him is to have a normal off season, have a healthy off season and have that prep normal preparation where he can come into camp and be ready to go. And I think if that's the case, 
it's not too hard to imagine for him to go back to being the type of player he was. Yeah, once upon a time, I mean, he was out there. You talk about working with Jose Okendo. That's exactly what he did. I remember being down in Jupiter in January and seeing Paulie out there working hard to get himself back. I would not put it past him whatsoever. He works. Uh, your pitching staff, just in the last couple minutes here with John Mosellock, you have a very nice-looking four in the rotation. There is a question as to who that fifth will be. The, the bullpen, of course, is continuing to – you added a piece in T.J. McFarlane. I know you're going to be working on that. that. That pitching wins, doesn't it, in the Cardinals organization? Well, it's, you know, I hate to give you my elevator speech if you're a pitcher, but um, Bush Stadium's a hard ballpark to hit home runs in, and uh, when you're pitching in front of uh, five gold glovers – you know, it, it seems to be advantageous, advantageous to, to being a pitcher for the Cardinals. So, you know, ultimately I think uh, we're a pretty desirable place to, to end up. It's, you can take advantage of a, a lot of those uh, resources, if you will, to allow yourself to be successful. So I do think uh, adding some depth to our pitching is something we have to do, whether it's rotation or bullpen, but that is going to be something that we do focus on um, moving forward. Final thing, the CBA, we all know that the two sides are going to be talking. Just you're feeling right now, and there's there's no way to predict anything, of course, but uh, how much of a, of a crunch are we in? How do you just see this right now as we sit here still early on November 14th? Well, I always think it's sort of dangerous to sort of like think about like hypotheticals mm-hmm. in, in the sense of like these types of questions because we just don't know. And maybe the easiest way for, for us to think about it is we're just going to go business as usual right now and, you know, hopeful and and we'll remain optimistic that things will will work out. But as far as the short term goes, as we start to approach the the Thanksgiving holiday, you know, this week's going to be just very normal for us here in St. Louis. And then uh, obviously we'll likely have a quieter week uh, when we get into the holiday week. But, you know, overall, I think, you know, myself and our staff, you know, we're all sort of focused on, what we can do to get better and, and not trying to, to look too far ahead on what may or may not happen. So, you know, look, obviously we'll be talking in the next few weeks again, but, you know, hopefully, uh, fingers crossed, things have a way of working out. Uh, that totally makes sense. We will operate as normal over here as well and get ready for spring training to start in three months. It's amazing. John Mosellock, thank you so much. Appreciate these times very much. Thank you, Tommy. Good to talk to the Cardinals president of baseball operations. It's 1147. Back after this. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gunner. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm. Because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Our final five minutes on sports on a Sunday morning. Morning, dedicated to college football. Nice win, Mizzou over South Carolina, 31-28. Tyler Beatty, 209 yards rushing. Tigers 5-5 five and five on the season. They had a chance to have a winning season. But it's going to be tough. They have Florida coming in next week. They have Arkansas on the road the following week. So they could be 5-7 and seven very quickly, or they could find a way to squeeze out a couple of wins. We'll see. Perhaps help is on the way. In the next few years, you could see Mizzou climb if Eli Drinkwitz can get a line. I know that uh, Luther Burden is super talented, and I really appreciate what he can do. But you got to have 
blockers for playmakers. If you don't have blocking, it's just not going to work. And you see this at times in college football, looking forward to seeing what Mizzou can do. And they got the job done against South Carolina 31-28 yesterday. Here's what's going on. Georgia, the number one team in the nation, is still number one. They beat Tennessee 41-17. They're number one in the college football playoff rankings. They will be the following week as well because they're playing Charleston Southern on Saturday. So Georgia won 41-17. Tennessee took a 7-0 lead and then got trounced. It's the same thing that happened to Missouri the week before. They were up 3-0 and gave up 40 unanswered. Alabama won easily over New Mexico State 59-3. They're the number two team in the college football playoff. They will stay there. Their only loss is to Texas A&M. As it turns out, A&M's uh, pretty darn good. Uh, we'll keep an eye on them, but they are not going to be involved in the college football playoff ranking. Actually, they're 11 with three losses, but that's just because of their win over Alabama got them up there. Alabama's going to be fine as long as they can hang in. They're going to have to beat Auburn, though, in the Iron Bowl at Auburn. That will be tricky, but we'll see what they can do. Three is Oregon. They'll stay there. Oregon won their game over Washington State last night. Final there was 38-24. Number four, Ohio State should stay at four, should not leapfrog Oregon. They lost Oregon. Uh, but they are four for a reason. They smoked Purdue 59-31. That Ohio State team can score, and they are firing on all cylinders right now. Their quarterback, C.J. Stroud, looked great. Five touchdown passes for him, three for 361. The number five team in the college football playoff is Cincinnati. They're 10-0. and Still don't think they're deserving of that top four. They don't belong in that top four. But all they really have to do is just win games and hope that somebody fails and just keep winning. Don't worry about what people say, including me, that they're not worthy of being in the college football playoff, et cetera, et cetera. Just win. Who cares? Just win games. And that's exactly what they're going to try to do. They probably should root for Notre Dame a little bit. Notre Dame beat Virginia 28-3. to It's the only loss Notre Dame has on their schedule, Cincinnati. So as long as Cincinnati's ahead of them, they're not going to get in. Uh, They're number nine in the college football playoff. Then the three teams between Cincinnati and Notre Dame are very interesting. Michigan is six, but they lost to Michigan State, who is seven. Michigan State lost to Purdue, been kind of a giant killer this year. Michigan beat Penn State on the road yesterday. Good win for Michigan. Really good win. They're nine and one overall, number six in the college football playoff ranking, Michigan State is seven. They beat Maryland. And number eight is Oklahoma. They're done. Unless a miracle happens. They lost to Baylor on the road. It was their first loss, but they were already eight. So they're going to drop. Notre Dame's going to pass them. That's really where you are right now. It's Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, Ohio State are the best four. The next tier of Cincinnati, Michigan, Michigan State, Oklahoma falls. Notre Dame probably rises. And we'll see where it all goes. I mean, if I'm looking at this, of course I'm saying Georgia-Alabama, the SEC title game, if it is indeed going that direction, and it is, is going to be terrific. But there's a very good chance that the two see each other another time, after that even. So we'll see. Uh, Alabama is very capable of winning the whole thing again. Do not discount them. But the thing about Georgia that's so impressive, and I know we had more of an intimate look at this against Missouri, but... I want to cite the Missouri game real quick. Missouri did everything it could to stop that run. They stacked the box. They put eight, sometimes nine guys on the line. They're down 3 nothing. Georgia is stalling a little bit on their run game. What do they do? 
dust off that passing game and just show off. The one common thing about them all the way through is their defense is so dominant, but that Georgia team is scary. And when they want to get it done, they do. Through the air, on the ground, they are the best team in college football. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy your NFL Sunday. The Chiefs tonight at the Raiders on KMOX. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.